Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And this is update number one to the self-directed IRAs under attack. So it's been a crazy last seven or eight days since the proposed tax bill from the House Ways and Means was made uh, available. And then last week it was passed and now it's off to the Senate, which will also pass it. And then uh, the fun begins because debates will happen. And then hopefully we can do our part and educate the members of Congress, the senators, especially on the Democratic side, about the two provisions at issue, which uh, is what our industry is focusing on. And it's 138312, which prohibits IRAs from investing in any type of accredited investor type investments like private placements, reg A's, reg D's, um, private equity, hedge funds, venture capital, many startups, private businesses. It's, it's you know, obviously uh, will significantly curtail the number of investments available to IRA investors, which I think is, is the intent of all this. Um, obviously, it seems that the writers of this bill does, do not believe that IRA owners are equipped, smart enough, or should be investing in private placements or alternative asset investments, which obviously our industry disagrees vehemently with. Um, hundreds of billions of dollars are raised from IRAs to invest in the next great American companies, right? Every great company like Facebook or Uber or Microsoft started as startups and, and they needed funding to start and hire employees and, and get off the ground. So that's what private placements do. They generally fund startups through Reg A, Reg D types of private placements registered with the SEC. And they also fund private equity, venture capital firms that invest in growing businesses. So this provision will curtail that. It will eliminate the ability of IRAs to invest in um, private placements. This only applies to IRAs. It does not apply to 401ks. And then there's 138314, which also its intent is to curtail IRAs ability to invest in private businesses. The rule states that no IRA can invest in any entity, public or private, where the IRA owner owns more than 10% or cannot invest in any entity where the IRA owner is an officer, even if it's publicly or private. So the 10% is only applicable to private uh, businesses and the 10 officer uh, provision applies to both private and public. So that means if you are an officer, director of a private or public company, even if you don't own any percentage of the stock or the membership interest, your IRA is still not allowed to invest. So obviously we have major issues with these two provisions. Um, where are we on all the others? So there's also a proposed cap of $10 million. If you have income under $450,000 and you're married, file jointly. And there's uh, distribution rules for uh, basically forcing people to um, remove excess funds uh, above that 10 million threshold. Um, basically we're essentially conceding that um, 
there, there are parts of our industry that wants to fight all the legislation you know, in its entirety. Um, we're essentially conceding that because it's just going to be very difficult to get that um, out of the bill. Um, there's not a lot of support um, and sympathy for you know, rich people, um, especially someone who has $10 million in a retirement account. So you know, whether that's right or wrong, and you know, for the record, I, I disagree with any cap. Um, doesn't seem American to cap people's wealth, especially uh, even if it's in a Roth IRA, it still will ultimately be subject to a state tax. So the government will get their hands on that money at some point, just not today. So it's unfair that they're actually going back. But this is about attacking Mr. Peter Thiel, uh, whether it's you know political drama because he um, supported President Trump, or they just want to make a, um, a case against him um, because he was able to turn several thousand dollars into several billions by investing in uh, PayPal and Facebook and Palantir. Um, they want to stop that and they believe the cap will do that. But what they're doing is they're basically going to tax him on like $4.9 billion over the next few years. So it's certainly punitive to Mr. Peter Thiel. And um, I'm not sure we're going to be able to do anything about the cap. That's just the way it is. Um, there's also, they are, if you make more than 450000 you're married, follow jointly, you're not going to be able to do backdoor Roth IRAs. And they also want to eliminate mega backdoor Roth 401ks, which I also have an issue with. I, I was quoted in an article on in tax notes about this. Uh, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Who sets up solo 401ks, which is where the majority of mega backdoors occur? You know, sole proprietors, small, small business owners or doctors, lawyers, not billionaires. Okay. Billionaires don't need to do mega backdoors for 58 or 64. 1,500 in Roth. They're not tax deductible. These are after tax contributions. Um, not sure the intent, what's going on here, why they want to remove it. Mega backdoor Roths do not typically occur in large employer 401k plans because of the ERISA uh, ADP and ACP testing, which generally would be would fail uh, unless a good chunk of employees did the mega backdoor, which is never the case. So that's why it generally only occurs in the solo 401k context. And now this bill you know, wants to remove it. So what are we doing? What's the update? So the update is we are working tirelessly with all of you, with our lobbyists, with uh, reaching out to members of Congress and Senate on both sides. We are focusing on several um, members that are you know, more moderate on the Ways and Means Committee. Uh, and I mentioned them um, before, uh, Senator, uh, excuse me, Congressman um, Kind of Wisconsin, um, Congressman Murphy of Florida, uh, Congressman Schneider of Illinois, uh, and then a congressman from New York and um, California, which, which are moderate. And hopefully they're part of a uh, caucus that's uh, known as a problem solving caucus. So we hope we can educate them um, and explain to them the, the um, you know, detrimental impact of the uh, two provisions on a credit investor and private businesses. And um, you know, we hope we, we can convince them to get these bills out um, or these provisions out of the bill. Why? They don't raise a lot of money. It's estimated that all the retirement account legislation in its totality is only gonna raise 4.7 billion over 10 years. These two provisions that I'm referencing, the accredited investor and the 10 percenter, that's gonna raise just 1.7 billion over 10 years. And the 10% um, is actually going to only generate 42 million over 10 years, right? Like 4 million a year. It's, it's embarrassing. So this is not about a revenue raise. This is about basically punishing the next Peter Thiel, 
punishing Peter Thiel, making sure no one could be Peter Thiel again. But guess what? There's a cap for that, right? That can never happen again because they will have a, um, a cap. So there's no reason to have these two provisions. Uh, we're also potentially looking into something called the Bird Rule, which uh, basically is a constitutional argument that these retirement legislations are extraneous and um, it's, they're constitutionally not um, viable as part of this bill. Um, but it, it's, it's debatable how successful it will be. Um, I think there is a good case for it, but you know we need a senator to raise that issue and then uh, we're going to need to get that um, the Senate parliamentarian would, would have to make that decision. So that's that's kind of another uh, weapon or I would say tool in, in our arsenal. Uh, I'm not sure how, uh, again, um, successful will be, but we, we potentially could raise the bird rule to see if we can knock out some all of the retirement legislation. Um, listen, it's not going to raise a lot of money. Uh, if you want to debate retirement legislation, probably should be part of a separate bill whether it's part of like a Secure Act 2.0 and just another piece of legislation. The retirement provision should be debated, right? There should be a period for comments from uh, the public, right? We should be able to comment on it. They shouldn't be able to just slam dunk it down our throats and really, um, you know, not provide uh, a comment period and not really provide for um, members of Congress and senators to actually take their time and, and understand these provisions, which will impact Millions and millions of Americans will impact millions and millions of businesses. Hundreds of billions of dollars will be potentially lost from the IRA world to be used as a source of capital formation for small businesses um, and growing businesses. So it's it's super harmful. Um, 65% plus of all employees are employed by small businesses. So this is something that we don't believe um, the members of Congress and, and the senators on both sides fully understand, I think these provisions kind of stuck in there, uh, probably on purpose, clearly, right? Uh, they didn't just make it in there by chance, but everyone's been focusing on the bigger stuff like healthcare, immigration, or corporate tax, capital gains tax, state tax, individual tax, carry interest. No one really cares about IRAs, which is why we were super shocked when these two provisions found their way in the bill because we just didn't see this as really you know an issue there was it's not a lot of abuse there's not a lot of fraud on private placements there's actually more regulatory uh, requirements for credit investor investments than just you know your run-of-the-mill uh, friends and family type uh, hard money loan investments which is which is where the majority of the fraud occurs or in some other investments so um, even though it is limited regulatory filings with um, credit investor investments there still are SEC filings, same with uh, blue sky state requirements. So um, we, again, are shocked. We have spent the last week mobilizing. Uh, we've sent all self-directed IRA companies in the entire industry are together on this. We're united. We've all sent emails to all of you, all our clients, um, hoping that you will reach out to your members of Congress, your senators, even if you um, are in a jurisdiction that has a Republican member of Congress or Senate, doesn't matter. Let them know, educate them. They have colleagues across the aisle. Let them know that, hey, this is a problem. I have an issue with this, um, and this is the reasons why. And again, the talking points are pretty clear, right? This is going to stop and prevent capital formation. This is gonna hurt small businesses. It's gonna hurt the ability of American small businesses to grow and compete globally. And it's gonna take jobs away from Americans because these businesses won't have enough money to grow.
Uh, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was speaking to a buddy of mine. Um, he, um, I, I was texting him just saying, hey, I'm crazy busy dealing with all this stuff. He's like, what's going on? Uh, and I told him, he's like, oh my God, um, you know, I, I have an IRA with you, Adam. I'm actually about to invest in this startup in California. My buddy's the CEO. Uh, his brother's the CFO. I'm, I own nothing. I'm not a director. I'm not an officer. But technically, I'm an accredited investor, I guess. I make uh, over 300 grand with my spouse. Um, so this seems to be an accredited investor type investment. This is a growing company. They have like 25 employees. They um, have a lot of great technology. Um, super excited. He's investing 240,000 bucks. And he's like, what do I do? I have to cut the check in like the next couple of days. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what you should do because the problem of these provisions, and I didn't mention it earlier, I was saving, I guess, the worst for last, is that if you make an investment, whether it's accredited or the 10% under 138312 or 138314, you have two years to pull it out of the IRA, either by taking a taxable distribution, potentially subject to 10% penalty as well, or selling it. And he said, Adam, this is a private business. How am I going to sell it? It's not like I can go on um, eBay and sell the, the business interest. Like, first of all, it's going to be very hard to do. I'll probably take a serious discount on the value. Um, I don't want to take a taxable distribution of 240,000 bucks. I'm 42 years old. Uh, that would be stupid. I've worked 15 years to save this money. What do I do? So guess what he's doing? He's not doing the investment. He's like, I'm going to wait it out. The company's not very thrilled. Clearly, he texted me this morning. He's like, or, uh, or I should say Tuesday, because it's it's I'm, I'm recording this on Tuesday afternoon. And um, he's like, Adam, I'm not doing it. I'm going to wait it out. Um, and that's it. And again, the company just lost 240,000 bucks of money they needed to grow and, and hire um, you know more, more Americans to help grow the business and um, hopefully prosper. So that money is just not coming. It hopefully will come when he finds out that these two provisions don't make it into the bill. Um, but that just shows you what's going on, right? People are not going to make investments if there's uncertainty. Okay. And even, and in the future, if they're just capped out, what do investors and entrepreneurs do, right? They look for opportunities. If the government is going to cap or basically restrict these investment opportunities, the money will go elsewhere. Maybe it goes to a different country. Maybe it goes out of the retirement system into different products, but you're not going to stymie entrepreneurship or innovation by these two provisions. Okay. And it's super hurtful. Um, not just obviously to my industry and, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm objective, but, uh, I would hope that if I, you know, just came down from Mars and someone explained to me what these bills were about, I would say, uh, what's going on here? Why would they care? Um, what is happening? It's not raising a lot of money. You're basically saying that IRAs, 401ks can, individuals can, but IRAs can't invest in these types of investments, even if the individual is accredited. And what's a credit investor? Just for the record, it's someone who earns $200,000 if you're single, $300,000 if you're married, filed jointly, or have a million dollars in net worth, excluding principal residence, or have uh, credentials, professional credentials like you work in an investment firm or have like a series seven or, or various series licenses. So they're basically saying, well, we don't care about that. We don't care about President Obama's job back, which expanded uh, the crowdfunding rules and made it uh, more flexible and, and more open to more Americans. Uh, we're going to just uh, cut it. 
from the IRA world because we think there's abuse like Peter Thiel. Um, but you have the cap. What are you worried about if there is abuse, which we know there isn't? If there was abuse, there's less than 500 Americans. There's actually 497 Americans that have more than $25 million in their IRA. There's about 28,000 Americans that have more than $5 million in their IRA, including Roth or pre-tax or SEP or simple. So if it was so easy, right, if, if rich people were just hanging around in the golf clubs, um, just laughing at how easy it is to accumulate millions and millions of dollars in their IRA by doing shady stuff with founder stock, don't you think there'd be more than 497 people with 25 million? There's 350 million people in the United States of America. Don't you think there'd be more than 497 people? So this is not an issue. 99% um, of IRA financial clients are under a million bucks. Our average account's about 125,000 bucks. We are servicing Americans, right? Americans that have worked hard, have saved their money over 10, 15, 20, 30 years, have done everything the government told them to do. They want to diversify. They want to be able to invest in the next great Google, the next great Apple. And now the government is saying, sorry, IRA owners with $11 trillion in money. We don't trust you. We don't want you to do it. Tough luck. Oh, maybe it's going to hurt small businesses. Oh, maybe it will. Let's think about that. And that's the goal, right? We believe strongly and we're super confident that once we educate members of Congress on both sides, as well as senators, especially those on the Senate Finance Committee and those on the House Ways and Means Committee and educate them about the potential negative impact these two provisions will have on American businesses and American investors, they will come to their senses and uh, agree to, uh, or agree, basically agree to um, make sure these provisions don't make it into the final bill and, and eliminate them. So that's kind of the update. Uh, we've been super busy. I've talked to like more congressmen and senators than I ever thought I'd ever would in my lifetime. Um, I'm not a very politically oriented person uh, at all. I actually uh, <laughs> kind of dread politics. Um, I'm not politically motivated at all. I'm sort of in the middle. Couldn't care less. Um, but uh, this is something I'm passionate about. I believe in the U.S. retirement system. That's why there's bipartisan support for it. This is the first time it's come under attack. The SECURE Act 1.0, which was passed in December 2019, was essentially unanimous consent in the Ways and Means. That's Democrats and Republicans. Okay, So re retirement accounts should be uh, beneficial for all. Um, in 2016, Senator Wyden talked about a cap, essentially uh, a non-starter. Um, he couldn't get any traction and basically died. And unfortunately, it is what it is today, and, and the cap looks real. Um, yes, I'm against the cap. I, I wish it um, goes away. Um, I pray every night that it's not going to be part of this legislation. I pray that all the retirement provisions are removed from this tax bill. Um, but realistically, I, I'm not very confident. I do believe just over the last week, I, I think the cap could stay, um, even though it doesn't raise a lot of money, about $1.7 over 10 years. There's just so much hate for you know the Peter Thiels of the world, that ProPublica article. You know, it was totally planned. Obviously, it's not. It's no secret that Peter Thiel was a huge supporter of Trump, and um, you know what it is. Uh, friend uh, of your enemy is, is your enemy, and that's kind of the catalyst for all this. Um, also, you know, Thiel is not very apologetic of, of having all this money. He wants to move to New Zealand and not pay any estate tax. So. It's an easy person to target. It's a hard person to defend. And because of that, um, the snowball effect, we are now dealing with 
a 10 million cap, not just on Roths, but all retirement accounts. The removal of a mega backdoor Roth 401k, no backdoor Roth IRA if you make more than 450, a ban on accredited investments for IRAs, ban on investments into businesses, public or private, where the IRA owner owns more than 10%, or any uh, position of officer in both public or private, um, as well as the um, you know potential for the two-year correction period where you have to figure out a way to get these credit investor or these private business investments in out of your IRA in two years, even if there's a three or five year hold up lockup period in a private equity or hedge fund. You know, a lot of private equity funds and hedge, hedge funds have lockup periods, meaning you can't touch your money for you know two years or three years or five years, whatever it is. So what are you going to do? Let's say you can't get it out. They're going to force you to take a personal distribution. Let's say you invested 300,000 bucks could be subject to you know 30 something percent tax. Maybe you're a higher high tax bracket taxpayer. Maybe it's 35 percent tax. That's hundred thousand dollars in taxes you have to pay for no reason because the government's telling you to pull the money out. And even though you were allowed to do it since 1974 when IRAs were created, so it's it's just a tough pill to swallow. I, you know, I always give the uh, you know I'll give a basketball analogy this time. You know, I usually do football, but you know it's like fourth quarter comes in and they basically say. Yeah, that three-point line, yeah, we're taking it away. And instead of it being 12-minute quarters, it's only a four-minute quarter now. And, um, and each foul shot's now worth half a point instead of one, right? They're just changing the rules on you. It's not fair, uh, but it's the way it is. We um, Not much we can do except educate our members of Congress and senators. So that's you know what my plea is to all of you listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please, 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 if you care about retirement account investment options, if you care about this country, if you care about helping and having the opportunity to invest in, in great startups or investing in your friend's business or businesses in your community, in your neighborhood, please, please, please reach out to your members of Congress, senators, call them. Calls are better than phone, than email, excuse me. Um, again, even Republicans, they have friends across the aisle, they talk. Okay, they work out together. I got a, a good friend that's a Republican member of Congress. He works out with the Dems all the time. Bunch of them, they're good friends. They grab beers after. Yeah, they have sometimes different political um, beliefs, but they try to work together. And you know, outside of, uh, of the halls of Congress, they're, they're buddies, right? They're humans. So uh, they can disagree, but also you know, be friends. And, and that's the beauty of this country. So let's hopefully work together, educate um, the people in DC, and, and get these provisions removed. If we could get all the retirement provisions removed, wow, that obviously would be uh, much better. But um, if, if anything, let's let's pull out the the two provisions that are the most um, detrimental to uh, IRA investors and to American businesses. And that's 138312 and 138314. Um, that's it. Um, I'm sorry, it couldn't be a little bit more uplifting. It's kind of a gloomy update. Um, I'll do another update next week and I'll keep doing updates until uh, hopefully these provisions um, get removed. I do have you know, a motto I live by and that's um, think good and it will be good, right? Stay positive, right? And that's what we are. We're staying positive, we're working hard, uh, all of us, everyone in the industry. Yeah, we're competitors, uh, but we are friendly competitors and we are very respectful of each other and uh, we are working all together. Every one of us 
is united in pushing and educating members of Congress and senators on these two provisions, and in fact, all the retirement legislation, um, and explaining you know why it's not necessary from a revenue raise, and also the detrimental impact it's going to have on you know investment choices and amazing American businesses that will not be able to tap into the eleven trillion dollars of IRA money. Um, so that's it. Um, Let's let's hope next week um, it has some more positive uh, developments and uh, appreciate you guys for listening. I know it's kind of a crappy topic, but you know it's all about transparency. We need your help. Uh, we can do this together. Strength in numbers. Uh, each one of you can make a difference. That one phone call uh, that that is made where you're just like ah, what's the difference? I'm lazy. Like it's not going to help, or I'm busy. That one extra phone call could push the needle. It could. You know, if a congressman has 13 calls and then you're that 14th call and it's like, you know what? This is real. Like what the heck is going on? Like I only got six calls about healthcare. I got like two calls about the carried interest and I got 14 calls on IRAs. Like, oh, I better have my um, my people look into this. This this is obviously a problem. So everyone can make a difference. We each can. If you aggregate us, our numbers were um, unstoppable. We will get this done. So. Think good and it will be good. And um, I'll leave you with that. Have a great, great week. Um, and hopefully next week we have some some great updates. So look out next Wednesday for the next episode, update two of Adam Talks. Thanks again. Take care.